John, I got to ask you, this Brangelina thing, you don't want to follow the tabloids or really put a vested interest into it, but when you read mm. that, weren't you like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, yeah. oh my gosh. I saw, the first hint of it that I saw was someone posted a, a gif of Jennifer Aniston from uh, the breakup when she's walking naked through the house with oh, like, yeah. the Pepsi, I remember? That. Yeah. And it says, whoa, did you hear that thunder? Was that you? That was... <laughs> I thought that was a lack of... That was... Ma- <laughs> of magnesium in your belly from the lack of phosphate fluorides. That doesn't make sense, but... No, was that thunder from your... The sound of lightning. Oh, no. Got a new yeah, man. Oh, Let's no. Get a little better view over here. Hold on a second. But anyway, yeah. So I saw that gif and it said, Brad and Angelina got me, go, got me looking like, and it's when she smiles and kind of rolls her eyes. Yeah, so yeah for like, the Brazilian what does wax. That mean? Is there is there trouble? Like there's rumors every week that there's trouble with those two. Yeah. No, she's filed for divorce and full physical custody of all their 800 kids. I know. I read that. The first thing you thought, first thing I thought was cheating, right? I mean, he probably uh, says oh, the whole. No, not Bradley. No, mm, he's, he's done it before. Really... You know what? And immediately after that, it said. For the health and well-being of our children, so I was yes. like, "Oh, maybe he's like you know, like getting drunk. drunk and smoking weed like around the kids, yeah, <laughs> you know? hitting the kids." Hey, you know what are you doing? We're watching Meet Joe Black. Get your ass out of the screen and get me another beer, uh, Daddy. What are you doing? I, I don't know. What's your name? Matumbo, Jake. Just get me a beer for the safety and the sanctity and the health of this marriage. Uh, we're gonna have to, yeah. But uh, you know, I think it's cool that. She said for the health and safety of the family or whatever, as opposed to the old Hollywood irreconcilable differences where you're like, come on, give me a yeah, crumb. We're just too good looking and yeah. rich, so right. we're just going to go see what else is out there. We married when we were high on a set. I don't know why you didn't think it would work out. I don't get it. I know. Yeah. It was weird because when they first got together, I was like, yeah, right. She's a weirdo. She like wore a vial of blood around her neck and used to make out with her brother. Yeah. Bizarre. That won't last. No. But 12 yeah, years, they, I think, they were together. I mean, they, they start adopting all these kids from Africa and building this giant family. And then they have twins themselves. And they're like, you know, model children. So it was like, oh, wow, yeah. this is like a they're real thing. Like, maybe they were meant to be. Yeah, you thought it was. I mean, Howard Stern at the time when they got together said he loved that relationship because they were the two best-looking people in the world. And it's right. true at one point. I mean, still, I guess, it depends how you look at it. They were two of the most gorgeous people. When they got together, you're like, it was an orgasm of entertainment Hollywood glam, like down your face, and it was great. But um, That's they didn't what marry I was until thinking. like 2014, I read. Is that is that why we care? Because they are like two of the most... You know, beautiful people in the world, and because Jennifer Aniston, the sweetheart, yeah. was the loser. She was the loser. Brad, Brad dumped her for, you know, the highest paid actress in film. It was Mr. and Mrs. Smith, right? Yes. 
Have the you fad. seen that? I never saw that. Uh, yeah, I saw it. It was, you know, sex and guns. Was it? Was it good though? Wasn't Vince Vaughn in that? It was interesting. I don't really remember any details of it other than the first scene where they shoot up the entire house when they find out that they're enemies. Uh, right, right in the very beginning. And then all I remember right. is that it was okay. It wasn't bad, but it wasn't great. Kind of cheese. Good, but not great. Good, but not great. Pitt is accused of being verbally abusive and getting physical with one of his children, one of the family's private plane last Wednesday, a source previously told People Magazine. That doesn't sound good. You know what does sound good, though? To tweet us at the underscore podcastle. And please download us on iTunes. So he was getting a little physical, so maybe he's getting a little fed up. Maybe there's a, a yeah. 12-year itch graining and brewing itself in the uh, lower loin section of the belly. Chrome is gross. So I now think the it was source, a... Now the source, of, source with knowledge of the incident is speaking exclusively to people about Pitt's side of the story. Pitt was drunk. The there was an argument between him and Angelina. There was a parent-child argument which was not handled in the right way. And escalated more than it should have. I mean, dude, do you think this is going to come out and Brad Pitt's whole career just goes down the toilet that he's a child beater, you know, like Adrian Peterson? Even I don't think so. He's injured. I don't think so. Okay. I think, no, I think it definitely would destroy his career if that came out, but I don't think you're going to see it's him true. come out hitting kids. He probably lost his cool a few times and was like, sure. you, you know, you have eight kids around you I was just gonna screaming. <laughs> you're going to snap. You're going to snap at one point and go, Get, you know, I can't do this. Yeah. I think or, even the most calm dad with eight kids all from different countries and nationalities and races, yeah. you're going you're gonna to snap a little. It's like being the uh, daddy of like a little, little UN, you know, a little United Nations. And you're just like, I can't. Everyone's fighting. It'd be funny if the kids, their corresponding countries co- uh, correlated with today's events. You have like... <laughs> The Syrian kid invading, like, the Israel kid's room. You know, the North Korean kid is, is you know, is threatening to throw toys at the South Korean kid. I don't even know if they have that. But They're watching CNN like it's like a football game. You know, they right. all have, like, they're, they're rooting for each team. Right. And then another bomb goes off in uh, South Africa. Yeah! NATO sending troops to this. All right, move them in, move them in. Oh, yeah. It's it would like, be interesting, buddy. You're going to snap. You know? It's like what we were talking about earlier when, you know, growing up, you would uh, interact with friends that were from different parts of the world, different parts of the country, and watching them interact is just so, like, interesting. Yeah, it's like watching That's the, yeah. what his kids are all like. Right, because they're all different. They're all culturally diverse. So oh you're seeing, God. you know, different, <laughs> I was going to say species, different <laughs> ethnicities. But it probably will make them way more intelligent that they all grew up around these people that are all from different places. Yeah, and they're from birth. And acceptable of other cultural diversities within their own social communities. Now, do you think Pitt goes back to Aniston, steals her from Thoreau? No, I don't think Thoreau is going to be giving up Rachel Green anytime soon. No, Thoreau's the man. Yeah, I don't think so. He's dated a lot of famous people, too. I mean, the... He dated Gwyneth Paltrow. He was like, engaged to her for a while. Thra. Uh, no, uh, Pitt. Oh, he did? Yeah. I didn't know that. He got around, man. I mean, I'm pretty sure Angelina Jolie isn't the hottest woman in Hollywood. I don't think so. I don't no. think she ever was the hottest at one point ever. Yeah. I mean, up there, I guess. 
I think it was more of the allure. Right, yeah. The lips. It was kind of weird yeah. and mysterious. Right. But uh, Brad Pitt, you know, no one can argue. He's the hottest man, sexiest man, most beautiful man in the world. Yeah, ever. Even as Benjamin Button. Yes, even as baby Benjamin Button. Even as Joe Black. Yeah, absolutely. And then he has the... Uh, he's a good actor, too. You know, he's like a... Yeah. He's like a DiCaprio. He's not just a pretty face. Like, he can actually act really well. Hell yes. So, he's Very got that true. going for him, too. It's not like, uh, well, he's just a pretty face. Like, when he gets old, he'll have, like, maybe a bad example. Mel Gibson kind of dug his own grave, but Mel Gibson's one of those guys. It's a phenomenal actor. Great-looking yeah. dude. Uh, but as he's older now, you know, he's got the beard. He's an old, yeah. he's an old guy. He's not the sexiest man alive anymore, but he still has the acting chops. Brad Pitt, I think, will those always baby blues. be able to do those baby blues and those mountain shoes. And the, he has the right to choose his roles in Hollywood and drink some booze. So it's cool. Shoes. Yes, we have some clues. That was interesting. Speaking of Remember that. Yeah. Wait a second. Hold on. Just a minute. You mean television? Break in here. Breaking news. Breaking <gasps> news. <gasps> Mets. Four to three over the Phillies. We are in. Oh, what are we in? What inning are we in? It's not uploading. It looks like the ninth? top of the ninth. Yes. Hopefully the game is not. We over. were hoping we could send a little spike their way to to oh. falter the playoff berth chances, but unfortunately that looks like it's going a little bit south to the wayward, like a two-one off hooker. <laughs> what? Now wait a second. Update. Ready? Yeah. And the game is over. Oh, no. Phillies win 6-4. to four. They scored three at the bottom of the eighth. Is eight. that true? Top of the eighth. Yes. 6-4. to four. Phillies won? Yes. A celebratory applause. Listen to the fake applause. Right now, I'll add it later in post. <sighs> yeah. We'll get to that. When and that's we, sports uh, with John. John. No, no, Clark. That wasn't, that wasn't the segment. Good night, everybody. We've only been on for 12 minutes. Wait a minute. Yeah. Duty. Did you watch the Emmys on uh, Sunday night? I was going to say, speaking of movies, the Emmys was very good. Television. A lot of people complain about it. I thought it was good. It was great. Jimmy Jim- Kimmel was amazing. Love him. He's a great choice for that, too. And I feel like they didn't use um, Ricky Gervais again to kind of switch it up. I don't know if Ricky Gervais turned it down. Right. But it felt like the right move. You know, like, Ricky Gervais nailed it. And now you're going to throw Jimmy Kimmel in there. And to go up against, you know, the two, three great years of that, he, uh, I thought he yeah. hit it out of the park. Oh, it was so good. He's Every dry. joke he made was just like making fun of all the like bullshit that's going on in this world right now. Yeah, he was just uh, kind of up here. I had a couple beers. We're going to hang out a little bit. So we'll tell some jokes. Be- Don't need to be here. Here because I want to be here. And, um, uh, I thought it was good, man. I thought the bits were good. The uh, I thought everything was good. I love that OJ, of course. You and me and Biscardi talked about yes. that on a thread. Uh, you know, they won all kinds of awards, and it was great. Marsha Clark was in the house. Yes, uh, Sarah Paulson's plus one was the Marsha Clark. It's great. It was so weird. It was such a – and Kimmel was like, Marsha, this must be the first time ever you're rooting for OJ to win. <laughs> it <was> so funny. <laughs> And she appreciated it. She was a good sport, you know, throughout the whole thing. Uh, the, the Sarah Paulson's yeah. uh, acceptance speech was pretty amazing. 
uh, yeah. kind of apologizing to Marsha Clark. Right. Remember, she was like, "Yeah, we all judged you, you know, based on what the media showed, and and we're sorry." I thought that was a a class act thing to do, and you know, she's an attractive woman too. She really holds herself together. Sarah Paulson. Mm. Oh yeah, Sarah Paulson. I didn't great. even know. I didn't even realize it. She's in. American Horror Story, and in the sh- yeah. in the season freak show, she has two heads. Yeah, she plays the conjoined twins. Yeah, and she's great. She is something else. She's great. She's great in that that series too. She was in, um, you know, she's been in all the American Horror Stories, and she was in the was the last one, the hotel one. She plays oh, yeah. kind of a uh, sad hotel, isn't it? What is it? It was a uh, this the, the one right now is like about Roanoke. But the last one was the hotel one, and she played a sad kind of, you felt bad for her ghost. Um, I mean, oh. her range is pretty good as an actress. Yeah, I know. Apparently. Well, speaking of her speech, uh, we've got the top ten speeches from the Emmys. <laughs> Let's see how long we could have built that note out. Yeah, what are the top the top ten? Because I, I, I think curious to hear that list. I have my own opinions. Um, starting at number 10. Hold on, let me get there. Um, it's funny. The guy who played Christopher Darden is now on a new show. I read on, that. On like Fox, you know, like on a network. Yeah, his and, star's uh, rising. You're going to see it more and more. Yep, absolutely. And Courtney B. Vance, who, who his, uh, He's his great. ending speech. Anyway, we'll get to that. Uh, number 10, David Mendel, best comedy for Veep. Uh, yeah. that was pretty cool. He he thanked Jerry Seinfeld and Larry David. He's like, yeah, that was cool. Anything if it if it wasn't for them. Don't you like when guys you're kind of rooting for to win? I like the show Veep. I'm glad that he won. Great show. Then they start thanking other people that you like, and you're like, yes. this is great. Like when yes. it was um, who won a couple years ago? I don't mean to sidetrack us. It was a uh, no. You do sidetrack us. I know it's called attention hyperactive disorder. You can't make fun of it because you're going against the ADA Act. I don't know if that's true. I just use that to get what I need at grocery stores. I'm handicapped. I need to get up front. Um, I can't sit back here. I think it was the American Music Awards. I think it was Jim Carrey won something or did an award. No, it was U2. They won a Grammy. And Bono goes, and I love U2. They're one of my favorite bands. Yes. Uh, The Beatles are my favorite. And Bono, Paul McCartney's in in the audience. Bono's like, you know, this wouldn't be possible without... People like the Beatles. Yes, you, sir. You, Paul McCartney, are responsible. Oh. And it was like your one childhood idol pointing out your other. You know, when yes. I was a teenager and I was in a band and everything. Like these guys were the top. And uh, it was like, it was it like was one like of those when, moments. In when, Iverson's speech, when he said, you know, oh, yeah. everybody wants to shoot like Bird and pass like Magic, but everybody really want to be like Mike. Yeah. Oh, you know, yeah. It was like, great. I wouldn't play this game if I wasn't trying to be like Michael Jordan. Everybody. Yeah, you're doing it wrong if you're not trying to be like Mike. Exactly. So I was trying to be yeah, like Ike, no. my neighbor upstairs with dialysis that played basketball. We we weren't good, but I I I pulled it off. So yeah, but the Veep guy, uh, what was his name? The actor that won for uh, Veep. David Mendel, best comedy. Mendel. Yeah. When he did that, it was cool. Good guy. Yeah. All right, number nine, number nine, best speeches of the 2016 Emmy Awards. Of course, is this really happening? Uh oh, is there a storm? Communication breakdown? No, I should probably close 
ESPN here. I'm like clogging everything up. I do that too. I have windows open. And there's a commercial for an ad going off, and I'm like, "Where's the yeah. sound coming from?" It happened this morning. <laughs> happened to me like 20 minutes before we started the show. What is this? I was voice? like, I was like listening to like an old Stern clip. Yeah. But I was also like doing research for the show, and I pulled up, you know, EntertainmentWeekly.com, and it's yeah. all of a sudden, you know, Brad Pitt and guest investigated for alleged child abuse incident, which there's... is now the top story on Entertainment Weekly. It, it matters. Yeah, I was listening yeah, I, to Spotify earlier, and I had some windows open. And then on top of that, I'm hearing an ad for – let's try to listen to Queen, and I'm hearing an ad for like an Audi, and I'm like, where's this coming from? What, is, this a, is this a remix? An Audi. That's what I love about YouTube. It's like, I'm going to watch a 10-second clip of this fat woman falling off a bike. But first, <laughs> I'm going to watch 45 seconds of mandatory commercials of a car I cannot afford. Yeah. It's not really my demographic. You knew that was going to happen, even though apparently, dude, YouTube's going to like change a lot in, in a little bit. What they're, do you mean? They're like unbelievably upside down. They like don't make any money. Oh, I know, man. I've seen my YouTube's uh, residuals. Yeah. Drop like. Pennies. I mean, I I never made that much off YouTube right. anyway. Not enough to, you know, be swimming in these pools, but. <laughs> um, it's dropped like it's not even it's like the recession for YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. It's just nothing anymore. It's like not working the way they thought it would. No, and it um, did for so long. So many people got so rich off YouTube. I know guys personally yeah. that have lived they make like thirty thousand a month off YouTube and because they made so much, I mean they can do the next big thing in their lives and it's uh but what do you mean? What did you hear? Are they trying to do something different or there's this one uh, YouTube channel that I watch, Comic Book Girl 19. She right. used to review like Game of Thrones episodes, and then she would like get into the books and analyze stuff and kind of break it down and like make it easier to follow, you know, because it's so freaking complex. Yeah, she'd like dump it down. For, I, I like those. Yeah, like piece by piece and it, just special things. It, it, it was pretty cool. Um, and then she kind of like disappeared, and then she came back. And she explained that, like, YouTube is not making nearly as much money as they thought they would on commercials. And she thinks it's because they choose what commercials to put on what show. You know what I mean? Like, what right. ads. And she's like, I think the channel should be able to choose or have more involvement in that. Uh, YouTube yeah. just slaps it on there. Right. Is, is that right? Yeah. Well, it sound about YouTube's right? owned by... Google, so they try as best as they can to put in okay. the to put the ads there. But the way that works is the artist, once you upload a video, and most people don't know this because you have to kind of dig for it. Once you upload a video to YouTube, there's a special section. It's like a second tab of different insights on the video that the user puts in to tailor oh, right, right, right. who's watching that. So Hashtag. there's one part that's um, it's the note section. And you kind of give a brief description of what your video is about. And based on those words, YouTube will try to, you know, Google will try to match up an ad that's applicable to that uh, based on those words. The problem is a lot of people don't do that. And even if they did, there's not, I mean, if you look at my channel, I'll, I'll put in Frankenberry Eats Ice Cream. There's not a lot of commercials mm -hmm. that are, you know, so by default, they have to, you know, use the available ads out there to do it. So that's why you're watching a video of, you know, a cat licking herself, and then you have to see a, 
you know, a trailer for the new Lethal Weapon. It's see that's the mistake. The uh, the channel knows the audience. They should have more involvement, but it's just like Google has to increase their manpower by like millions yeah. to be able to handle it all. But I bet in the long run it would pay off. Yeah, I think I think you will see some changes with that. But that's an interesting take on it. I'd be curious. They they've made a lot in the past few months as well. They there's different, um, you know. FCC things going on where if you have a paid advertisement, one of your videos, or like a, a paid product placement, you know, if, if you were like, Matt, I'm going to give you 20 bucks to wear a Trinity t-shirt, I would have to, like, report that to YouTube so there's no legalities down the left. Like, it's getting very corporate. Hmm. But it's still pretty cool. I, th I still think it's the best platform out there. I mean, nothing yeah, comes close. No, I agree. I yeah. agree. It's yeah, it's the one and only, really. Yeah, like Vimeo and all that like are it. fine if you want to show like a demo to your boss about something. But nobody goes to Vimeo and it's like, let's Vimeo that. You know, it's just YouTube. Yeah. Vimeo, I'm not even involved. Yeah. I only do Venmo. All right, number eight or number yeah. nine. Oh yes, we're still doing a list. Number nine from a very interesting show that I only watched the first three episodes of. I really liked it, but for some reason I just didn't get back into it. Mr. Robot's Rami Malek. Oh, I haven't seen that one. Yeah, I bet you haven't seen Mr. Robot. It is super hacker. He's like a super hacker, this kid. He's almost like a robot. Oh, like a bender. But it's really good. And he got up there and it, he was like stunned. And he, and he gets to the mic and says, please tell me you're seeing this too. Like, oh, nice. You see me winning. He's just as in all of the situations. The viewer. Outstanding lead actor in a drama series. Outstanding. Number eight. Your girl, Sarah Paulson. And yeah, we talked about good. her earlier. Yeah, should be. That, that's up there. I would have bumped that up a little higher than eight, but that's me. Yeah, me too. Number seven. Right behind her, Courtney B. Vance. Yeah. Man who nailed his performance of Johnny Cochran in The People vs. O.J. Simpson, American Crime Story. Redefined couple goals when he thanked his wife, Angela Bassett. To the woman who rocks my chain, he exclaimed, this one's for you, girl. Holla. I think that's a, a Jay-Z line. And then right before he quotes he the wrong now, one. I got 99 problems, but a bitch ain't one. No, I'm not cheating on you. I'm, I'm straight. Yeah. What? <laughs> right before he got off, he said, Obama out. Yeah, I saw that. Obama Hillary <laughs> in. And then he said, Hillary in. I wish Obama out was referenced to, like, he just dropped a subtle hit of his next role. Ooh. 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 A regular Jamie Foxx in the house. Ooh, a oh, regular Bing Crosby doing blackface, but not as racist in the house. Bing Crosby. Oh. oh, this is a good one. Um, Alan Yang, the master of none writer who won for the brilliant parents episode about first generation American kids and their immigrant parents, made a poignant point about Asian American representation on screen. He said 17 million Asian Americans in this country, and there are 17 million Italian Americans. They have The Godfather, Goodfellas, Rocky, The Sopranos. We got Long Duck Dong. It's true. 
Yeah, you never see an Asian at the Academy Awards. We've it's also, too, because long... Asian Americans, you know, at least China, have such a huge movie industry over there that they, you know, there's more opportunity. Oh, uh, yeah, Korea, too, I think. Yeah, India as well, Bollywood. Well, it's funny because he should have said, we have, we have Harold and Kumar because it's Aziz Ansari in this Alan Yang kid. And, right. you know, yeah. that's an Asian and an Indian and an Asian and an Indian. So that could have been a better start for them. That could have been a better punchline to draw. He goes, we've got a long way to go, Asian parents out there. If you could do me one favor, just a couple of you, get your kids cameras instead of violins. We'll be all good. Keep going. We'll be right back. Uh, number, let's cruise on up here. Ooh, this guy. I really, I want to watch this show, Transparent on Amazon. Uh, I want to watch it. No, it got so much excitement, so much attention when it first came out. And then, of course, it wins all the Emmys. Uh, and this guy, back-to-back outstanding lead actor in a comedy series winner who plays a trans woman on the show, made an impassionate plea to Hollywood brass. He said, please give transgender talent a chance. Give them their stories. I would not be unhappy if I were the last size gender male to play a female transgender person on television. I don't know. I don't know what size gender is. Does that mean, like, normal gender? <laughs> like, I feel the way I was born. What, is, what does size gender mean? Size gender? I don't know. Does that just mean, like, you know the gender you are? And... Size gender? Like, C-I-S-G-E-N-D-E-R. C-I-S. Hmm. Kiss gender? Cis gender? I've got cis a cyst growing out of my X chromosome. Chromis chromosome. Yes, Z. Jeffrey Tambor. Do you know who he is? Oh, so yeah. Good. He's great. He's great in every movie I've seen him. He's one of those character actors that yeah. he's finally getting like a center stage. Right. He, and he, he, uh, he's finally getting the uh, 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 respect uh, that it deserves. Uh, and he was in uh, Ghost and uh, uh, many of other movies, which were uh, stellar. And now he's got the uh, respect uh, that he deserves. He was in Ghost? Yeah, he was the guy on the train. Remember when Swayze, he teaches Swayze how to like pick up objects? I don't know how you remember these movies from the 80s. I, when the last time I watched them, I, 92. I was 92. 92. Have you seen Ghost? Like once. All right. And then I remember, I remember when I was really young, I watched it, and I got a boner. Yes, like, well, of I'm course. never going to watch that around anyone ever again. You know, I, sexual. I, I know, it was very chubby-like. I got a beach. I haven't done a good blast from this in a while, so I got a beach for the audience here. Well, I've seen it, though. No, I'm going to beach with another one. Oh, okay. Just continue with the list, and I'll pepper right. in sprinkles throughout the list. Anyway, Jeffrey Chambor, he's on Amazon's uh, Transparent TV series, and he plays a transgender woman. Yeah, uh, and I, I want to watch it because I remember when it first came out, it got so much attention. Yeah, and I was like, "What the hell is this?" But I want to watch it. I want to check it out. He's so awesome. do I. Yeah, I heard he was good too. He's a good actor. He's like, you know, who reminds me of? Um, uh, he Harry Dean Stanton. Who's that? He was in. You'll know exactly Harry who he Dean is. Stanton. He was in uh, Christine. He's in. He's in like every movie you've ever seen. And once you see him, you're going to go. Google him out there. 
uh, audience. Oh. And you'll see mm-hmm. him to go, that guy. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that guy, but I want to look at him and go, what have I seen him in, though? Right. I love that with character actors. I was at the Emmy, HBO Emmy after party a couple years back, and I sat next to Fred Miller. And I was, like, drinking a little bit. But I was like, I know who this guy is, but I don't remember what he's in. But I know he's an actor. So I would ask him questions without right. being obvious. Like, so what was your favorite piece of work? And it was like a, like a film I've never seen. And I'm like, oh, yeah. What a... And then finally, Anchorman came up. And I was like, yes, Anchorman. That's who... Yes, Anchorman. You were an anchor. That's where I know you're from. Fred Miller. Yeah, he was the boss in Anchorman, the news boss. That's like, oh, he's that's throwing, he's shooting darts into the, he's shooting arrows into the crowd. Oh, I'll pick him up, sister. San, San Diego, 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 you poop, you poop, I would just say that, Ross. What is that guy's name? He's like, if I gave you some of the money that's in my wallet, would that, would that make everything okay? okay? If I were to give Gabe? Yeah. But... <laughs> I'm Googling Fred Miller, and that guy's not showing up. That's so weird, because hmm. I love that guy. That guy's so funny. He's not showing up? No. Oh, there he is. Fred Miller, actor. Also, T.J. Miller. I guess it is kind of a common name. Yeah, it's very common. Matt Clark. Next, next on the list, Julia Louise Dreyfus. What a bitch. The National Treasure and Eternal Outstanding Lead Actress in the Comedy Series winner apologized for giving rise to the Donald Trump presidential candidacy. Oh, Fred Willard. Willard is his name. Willard. Not Miller. Fred Willard. (laughs) Willard's a great flick, too. But the rats? You ever see that? That's a Friday night for you. Willard. Willard. Yeah, Fred Willard. But anyway, yeah. Julie Louise Dreyfus is great, man. I'm so she won multiple Emmys for uh, five. Was it five? Five. Seinfeld, I said three. Five. Five. Seinfeld, uh, The New Adventures of Old Christine, and Veep. I think, I think she's won five for Veep, but like eight uh, or yeah. nine overall. Yeah, I knew she won a lot, but for Veep, I would have said three. But that's good for her. She is. See, uh, that's what's cool about TV. You can win multiple awards for playing the same thing. Yeah, but like but, her, I mean, this is her third like huge hit. Yeah, series. she's great. She everything she's she touches so is gold. Even the Sorry. New Adventures of Old Christine was short lived. It was the most successful and and watchable out of all the Seinfeld guys. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, she's the only one that went on to like do something else that like was successful. Yeah, that you would um, watch. The which funny is, would be if I, Jerry I, I, did his own show and that failed too, yeah. and it was just. <laughs> I feel like Seinfeld could do anything and it wouldn't like that comedian no, bargaining coffee true. thing that he does he does it for free like well I mean not for free but it is free yeah you don't have to pay for it no and he could read like a tax return and be like what's the deal with these W4s yeah. and you're like <sighs> <laughs> tell me yeah tell me about it and number one Jill Soloway Soloway any idea who this is? Mm-mm. No. So I think, well, the highlight mm. of the Emmy speeches came early. The transparent creator, 
and winner of Outstanding Director for a Comedy Series noted, when you take women, POC, trans people, queer people, and put them at the center of the story, you change the world. But the real kicker, when she, the real kicker came when she ended her speech to ended her speech with a call to action that's pretty rare for primetime network television. Topple the patriarchy. You just oh. found your new tattoo inspiration. Topple yeah. the patriarchy. Doesn't that mean like TTP off the top? Tough toilet paper. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, you don't want to. You don't want to do that. Girl. Topple the patriarchy. That's like hitting your grandpa in the face. Don't do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be careful. Yeah, be, what you wish for. We want a kindler, gentler nation. Yeah, we don't need to be violent. Curtis Hansen. No. Yeah. The odds. Yes. Eight Mile passed away. Rest in, rest in peace. Eight Mile. LA but he did. Um, LA Confidential, too. It's a good flick. Never seen it. Not blasphemous. Ah, didn't think Not so. blasphemous. I want to see it, though. Kevin Spacey, Kim Bassinger. Yeah. They, they filmed some of it at this cool hotel in Sunset Boulevard, and you drive by this thing, and it sticks out like a sore thumb. It looks like the house from Psycho. It looks like a movie lot, and you, there's these walls surrounding this. And uh, you look in, and you're like, oh, my gosh. That is so out of place and creepy. Mm. But that's one of the films they shot there. And, um, of course, 8 Mile, you know. Uh, about L.A. Confidential, he said, I thought this is the L.A. story that I want to tell because it's the L.A. of my childhood, referencing the third novel in James Elroy's L.A. Quartet, The Black Dahlia, was the first one. The Black Dahlia. Some interesting yeah. Hollywood history there. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of cool. And then eight mile. Eight mile. What was the thing about Eight Mile? Someone wouldn't work with him because he's a, a rapper, but then they found out that I think Curtis Hansen was doing the movie, so then he was like, Oh, okay, I'll do it. Oh, yeah, I did hear something like that. There was some kind of pause. Because um Oh, I was told to call you uh Johnny Bananas tonight on the air. By who? Coworker, Amy. Oh. She's like, call him Johnny Bananas. I said, I Amy. I don't understand the reference. Johnny Bananas coming at you here on 99.9 Kiss Country, South Florida's country station. Eight Mile. I think it was Mackay Pfeiffer wouldn't do a movie with Eminem because he thought he was like a sexist, racist, you know. Oh, that's he, what it was. For some reason, yeah. he didn't get yeah, it. Yeah, because he had the whole, you know, homophobia thing going on. I think it'd be funny if you said, Clark, my coworker wanted me to call you something, too. Oh, sure, what is that? What kind of title can I start doing a funny voice to? It was Dickhead was the name, Matt. <laughs> Dickhead. Oh. Oh. Would you like to hear the story of a bridge? <laughs> so. Other movies by Mr. Hansen, The River Wild, starring Meryl Streep. You know what? Recently rewatched that. Not a bad flick. Never seen it. Not blasphemous, though. Not blasphemous. Mm. Wasn't huge. Have you ever seen A River Runs Through It with Brad Pitt? No. What? Never seen it. Hold on. I gotta get this Q-tip out. Clean out the left ear. I thought it sounds like you said no, but I don't believe that's what was recorded. River Runs Through It. Have, have you viewed that film, John? Haven't seen it. I'm sorry. Two more times. 
because I need to draw this one out, because who knows what the next one will be. Uh, the cinematic masterpiece, A River Runs Through It, early 90s, with Brad Pitt, Tom Skerritt. Have you viewed that movie? Never. Have you seen it once, twice, or less? Zero. That bullshit out of your system. Please remember to tweet us at the underscore podcast and check out our sensibly priced and conservatively designed athleticism footwear, armwear, and hatwear on the podcastle store. John, what's going on? Also, another notable movie from uh, Curtis Hansen. Have you ever seen Wonder Boys starring Katie Holmes? I don't remember. Hmm. Wonder I've seen Boys. clips of it. I know. I know the the, the premise. Um, oh, you know what? No, I haven't seen it. Did he do that? Yeah, I haven't. I I, I don't think I've seen it. I think I think I'm uh, I'm thinking of the movie Go. Oh, right, Katie Cruz or ex Mrs. Katie Cruz. Yes, yes, of course. For the artist formerly known as Katie Cruz. The celebrity formerly celebrated as Kathleen <laughs> Cruz. Back on the market. Yeah, back. So he uh, uh, he died of natural causes too, I believe. I read uh, in the, in the Times yeah. that he was uh, it's like seventy one. Yeah, just passed away. Yeah. Did Eminem say anything? Did he tweet anything? Not that he tweets. Uh, he says he does, but he doesn't tweet. Eminem doesn't say anything. <laughs> Eminem, you ever go to Eminem's Twitter feed? It's just it's like his PR company that just yeah. tweets like merchandise right but he's got the verified like he approves it right but he doesn't i'm like eminem he's from the streets he's he doesn't need to pick up his phone and tweet like he's too busy writing it's but yeah it's funny he like knows all about it but he just doesn't use it right so he can make fun of it he'll mention it in interviews he'll be like yeah i get my tweet on but he won't actually do it tweet on yeah it's yeah tweeting. i get my tweet on i don't know if he says that but it's funny because I go to his Twitter feed. I follow him on Twitter. You know, we're, we're big fans, of course, of Marshall. And um, it's like, check out the new Shady Fifteen sweatshirt now available here, and everything's perfectly spelled. And I'm like, he is not tweeting no. links no. to his merchandise. He's not shameless. He's not the Podcastle. You know, no, it's good. No, he just saves everything that he has to say for his rap, not for Twitter. Like, he doesn't waste his words on stupid Twitter, you know? Like, he saves right. them. He's not tw Twitter fingers like uh, Chris Brown or somebody. He's, he's very good, too, because not only is he the best rapper because he's good, but he's not one of those guys that's ever like, yo, this is what I got. I have cars. I have this. Right. It's all, like, anybody can relate to it or completely not relate to it because it's so far out there but it's not like i don't care what you have i don't care how many cars you have no. although i kind of do well, if i know you personally i'll be like oh very nice uh, maybe a ride to get some bread <laughs> no clark 
<laughs> you drive it. Very nice. Oh, very nice. Oh, very, very sweet. Library tools. So, yeah, so Curtis Hansen passed away, and um, we were threading back and forth earlier. I don't mean we were having a conversation in the thread. John and I are actually picked up croquetting, Crochet. and I'm doing a nice uh, nice scarf from um, Afghan. Yes, a nice Afghan to put over the old head Wilt. to keep it cold from the flus. But uh, <laughs> the Lethal Delicious. Weapon reboot with, uh, is it Damon Wayans? Uh, yeah, Damon Wayans. I'm not a huge fan of the of Lethal Weapon originals to where I have much of an opinion, but I don't know. I don't know if I'd rush out to see it, but I'll give it the benefit of the doubt. It might be okay. I think Your face first... says that you hate it. You hate me for liking it, so now I'm going to stop talking. <laughs> the, the first Lethal Weapon movie came out in 1987. Okay. Yes. So I'm six years old, so I'm not seeing it. Right. I the never last saw it. one was in 1998. Hmm. So I just, I don't think I ever watched them. I never got into them. I didn't care. And yeah. what kid, how many people are alive now born after 1998? Like a lot. Yeah. They're not going to, you don't need to reboot it. You could do a whole new plot line. Yeah. Cause this is an, yeah. Is it? No. You got rock, paper, scissors, four. Slice. One, two, two, slice. Shoot. Poop. Oh, no. I could, my screen's cut off, so you win. You beat me. No. Oh, okay. I did scissors. You did rock. Woohoo! A bit of a. Edward Skizahans. <laughs> um, Lethal Weapon to me is always one of those movies when I'm like in a hotel and it's the only thing on USA. It's like, eh, I guess I'll keep it on. The booze is still keeping me alive. Damn I'm passing out. Treat your mother right. Denny Glover. You know, I'm so pissed His that Biscardi. Oh, and another thing. They're, so they're rebooting a show that was popular in the early late '80s, early '90s. Uh, Mel Gibson and Danny Glover, who kids of this generation do not know, right? Uh, and they're doing it with Damon Wayans. Kids of this generation do not know him either. No, he's an old. He was doing movies back when *Lethal Weapon* came out. Yeah, but he's not. He hasn't been. He's doing not a spring chicken for a while. He's been. So is he the lead? Or is he Danny Glover's character? Well, I guess that would make sense because there is another guy that I guess is Mel Gibson's character uh, who's white and he's a nobody. Nobody, you know, he's not like a star. So, okay, so they're doing a Mel. So Damon Wayans is playing Danny Glover's character. I guess so. <laughs> who's, who's playing Mel Gibson? Another old guy that they're trying to reboot? Yeah, Bruce Willis <laughs> is filling in for Mel Gibson's role. Yeah, right. I mean, it. Are they still doing that kind of Damon Wayans? Who who would be the equivalent of that? Damon Wayans playing and Danny Glover's role then would be like uh, who was doing movies then that you could do that now? It'd be like Ray Liotta is filling in for yes. uh, you know something like that. Yeah, Ray Liotta's better though, much better. Yeah, but it's yeah it's it's right. the same Love. age. It's like why why not just get the same guys? <laughs> yeah, or why not just let it be? Why why do we need to reboot that? I don't think Lethal Weapon is a huge. I mean, it's a huge franchise that was successful, but I don't think it's... A different time. It's is it going to be repeat. comedy? Are they trying to do like the 21 Jump Street bit where I, it works? I read, but... <clears throat> I read... Well, no, 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 no. It's not like a comedy. It's like it's like what Hawaii Five-0 is somehow pulling off. It's That's like bizarre, too. And, and it's going drop. strong. I know. It's good. I like it. Yeah. But I didn't think it was going to... Reboots, I'm always like, no way. You know, I'm like, this is... This show, or uh, 
what's it called? Lethal Weapon, the movie, the the buddy cop movie. They like made right. they like wrote the blueprint for it. It's been redone and copied and remade so many different ways that it's nothing new. Yeah. It's just two It's like the it's buddy movie. Buddy you know? cops. Yeah. The two cops found down the capers side yeah, of the crime. Batman and Robin. Yeah. The original. Uh, it's interesting to see them do that though, especially when I don't know. Some reboots I think need to happen. Some things I, I think you should never touch. For example, Godfather. Don't ever touch it. Just oh, that's sacred ground. Yeah. I always thought Robocop, which the original still holds up, still very violent, would have been a great reboot. But the the reboot was just disappointing. Yeah. I mean it was okay, but it was nothing to I didn't I didn't like it at all. Yeah. It was nothing with the original. But I thought with the technology and with Detroit and everything, right. you could make like a badass reboot and you're like, yeah, I'm going to let these eggs just sit in the side of the plate and, and I'll, I'll flush them. I mean, put them in the sink. Flush them. I'll flush them in the toilet. I, I eat breakfast in the bathroom. Yep. Skip a step. Yep, just gonna just skip a step. We're just going to skip step number two. Go right skip to three. digestion through a human body. Gastro problems. Now, it's a real shame that our good friend Michael Biscardi is in the fatherland, Germany. Aye. Because the first presidential debate, finally, all the build-up, all the hype, all the kookiness, all the borderline civil war talk is coming to a head. And we finally get to see Hillary and Trump go at it like a couple of liars. I think that's why he went overseas. He's like, I cannot be around for the fallout. Jeez. I know. That will be crazy. Hey. Somebody said there's going to be more people watching that than the Super Bowl. I believe it. It'll be very interesting. Mm, mm, mm. Trump's going to have to, uh, I mean, he knows his audience. But... You can't argue. He can tell all the lies he wants, and you know. But when you're dealing with a grown-up with logic and back and forth, it could get very messy. It could be very interesting. I yeah. think at best, or at least I should say, it'll be entertaining. Mm-hmm. We'll do some shows. Don't worry, people out there. I know a lot of people. They tweet us all the time and write us letters. Physically write letters saying they only get their news from the podcast. So we're gonna keep right. that train rolling for you, America. That's what we're doing. Yes. This we're creative talking. escape. What a rush. We will do thusly. But I am... Uh, yeah, it'll be fun. interested to watch Trump do yeah. his thing, but also never really answer any questions. <laughs> right. So what do you plan on doing about ISIS? Well, I'm just going to take care of it. Yep. Well, how? We're gonna, I have friends. I'm going to do something. I have friends over there. They're going to take their oil. And that's it. I'm just going to do it. I love when he moves his hands when he talks. He does that thing where he's like, he's like rapping kind of, but there's like a... Going like this. But there's a little bit of cerebral palsy in the left arm, but it's terrible. But he's still trying to rap. It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to watch it. It'll be funny, I think. It will be funny. It'll give us a lot of material to just... Oh, we'll be steamrolling material. It'll be like a factory, John. We're yeah, going to be pumping them out like shirts in China, like iPods in Thailand. What? Stop. These pillowcases that I ordered from China on eBay have been Ooh. like, they're like two months late. That's because they're taking extra special care of you, John. 
They emailed me like 10 times. They're like, please be patient. It's like broken English. Like I hear a man with a Chinese accent speaking English <laughs> in the text of the email. Sir, my name is Paul. I live in Butte, Montana. I am not Chinese. Well, you are in my eyes, so you need to start talking that way. I, I re, I re. So what kind of pillows are these that they're, they had to come from China? Are these a, an embroidered lust fest? <laughs> Hold on. Get really, out. really sweet pillows with the, uh, the sigils of all the houses. Well, I'm going to wait until Clark puts his headphones back on because... I don't want to re-say all this. So they, it's the... No, uh, I heard you. There's pillows with the sigils of the houses of Game of Thrones. So every oh. house has an animal that represents them. So And like words, they have like a, a phrase. Uh, okay. And I got a Stark, which is the the dire wolf. That's their house sigil. Winter is coming is their phrase. And, uh, Stark? You know, the Stark, House Stark. Okay. And also House Lannister. And they are red with a golden lion, and Ooh. their phrases "Hear me roar." Sounds also, dramatic. A Lannister always pays his debts. So anyway, I got those two uh, pillows, pillowcases, and it's been like two months. And they email me every <laughs> it's quite other a pillowcase day saying, "From China, it take." Oh, here it is. From China, it takes. Doesn't take that long. Nine to thirty days to to get delivered. Please be patient. It's coming. Well, you know they're having problems with some of the ports on the west coast. I know things are slower. I have heard that there's like some union things and some of the clothes. There's some delays, and you know that's the largest way to yeah. get everything over here is no, the ports and containers. They've been in like contact with me, so I don't think that they're you know, ripping me off because I could report them to eBay and then they'd be in real big trouble. I think they're kind of like a Saturday crew that sneaks things out the back door over to the new land. <laughs> you get 30 handguns and you're like, this is not what I ordered. <laughs> this is not it. Oh my God. Um, are they for, um, for when you guys get married, were you hoping to like unleash those or are they, as soon as they get there, they're going on the bed? No, they're like pillows for like the couch. We don't have any pillows on our couch. It's really annoying. Oh, okay. Regular throw pillows that you kind of just need sometimes to yeah. hold on to. You have cats just laying there. Are these yours? No. Right. No, they're just here. Lay on them. One just scratched my eye out. Oh, that's Peter. He's the neighbor's cat. Don't lay on him. Why am I here? Peter. Peter. But, yeah, I told her, um, guess what? There aren't many people that will come into this house and not understand what those things are. So, A, they're an icebreaker conversation Ooh. piece. And they are kind of, like, cool looking. They don't look too, like, nerdy. They just look like two animals on pillows. Yeah, you know, they look kind of cool, like yeah. Germanic, like a German yeah. crest. They're yeah, they're not like a Star Trek pillow where it's like, no. be well and I don't know. You have... It's a good icebreaker. That's good. It's better than the icebreaker I have here at my house on the couch. What's that? That's just a hooker smoking all the time. I just, she won't leave. What? It's wild. Tweet us at the underscore podcast. I'm glad we're getting back into the wobbly, wobbly, hoppy throws of things. So that's cool. I hope they get there, man. In the groove. Yeah. Let me know. Red with a yellow lion, black with a white dire wolf head. Ooh. And there's one, two, three, four, five, Twilight six, is. seven, 
Seven other ones. It was hard to choose two because uh, they all look really sweet. Sounds nice. like something out of Twilight. Twilight. Movie. Twilight. They didn't have house sigils. Sounds like it, yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, no, that's exactly what it is. Sounds like something out of the show Charmed. No, no it's not. Oh, wait, here. That's cool. I hope they arrive soon. I really do. I hate when you order something and it takes forever, and then you get the runaround. Um, I'm going to need my money back because uh, that computer case hasn't arrived yet. Yeah. Strangest thing happened, bro. <laughs> Strangest thing happened, and he signs his name like Matt Clark, and I'm like, no, that's my name. You're supposed to be Rick, and you're like, oh, now I am getting ripped off. Great. Yeah. Wait a minute. Wait a tick. My baseball cards are not moving on eBay. I thought that was going to be a slam dunk. Oh, no. Stand still. Yep. She's fine. (laughs) I was the only one fine to begin with, so it's just me playing with myself. You don't want to waste your bullets. Yes. Bullet. Well, I hope they come soon. We shipped your order. Listen to this. Oh, my God. We shipped your order out on August 6th by China Post. Normally, it needs to take 10 to 30 business days to your place. Could you please help us to wait patiently? If you still not get it till <laughs> the our makes deadline, please contest, uh, contact us. We would resolve it for you at once. Warm regards. Oh, very warm. The broken English is warm. Customer support. Gang. Gangshao Full Re Trading Company. <laughs> oh. I think I pronounced like... that pretty accurately. Yeah, no, it's, it's. I thought you were speaking Mandarin for a second. Gangshao Fu Re. Chinese man. They got some great products over there. I would love to not, learn to you're speak. You're not going to see them because they're going to keep it for themselves. Mm. I got some Chinese pens that a buddy of mine brought back from China. Ooh. You can only get them in China, and these pens last forever. Forever. I've been using this one every day since like February, and it's a gel Whoa. point pen that's just going strong, and it Ooh. writes nicer with time. Ooh. What kind of gel is in there? Life I don't know. extending. It's probably toxic. It's made of acai berry. I'm aging toxic. every day. Yeah. Clark, you're green. You're glowing. Glowing with love from this pen that I'm writing. Would you like an autograph? No, we need a blood test. You think you're dying. China! If you, like, you accidentally break it and it, like, spills all over you, you get, like, superpowers. You're like, I can see through your clothes. What? What? Uh, what? Uh, what, Clark? What? Yeah, I can do th- I'm flying right now. Clark, can you please get down from there? No. I just want to hang out here for a little bit. Ten minutes. And I'm done. Yeah, China. It's cool, man. I, I'm sure you'll get it soon. Mm-hmm. I predict October 2nd, you'll find it. On your doorstep. All right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because Can't place a wager. Ten to thirty. No. Ten to thirty business days. That's like hard to mathematically figure out. That's why I'm placing wagers. Don't know shit about arithmetic. <laughs> I'm so. no mathematician. No Einstein. But I am slower than molasses. Yes. Vermont steered molasses. I love when you get molasses. First of all, I like saying molasses and not syrup. Oh, right. I want to get into these obsolete phrases like molasses. molasses. When you get syrup between the crevices of your fingers and oh. you're like, I can't. I, I, I got to get this off. This is all I'm thinking about. It's like not wiping properly. You're like, I need to get, what? Or if you put like suntan lotion on 
and you mm. like you know get it all in but then like yeah in the creases of your fingers it's still like in there you're like no 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 get it off get and it it's all you can control. fixate on yeah. Matt, a shark just bit off your leg my hand has suntan lotion between it's the crevices. yeah it's gross so yeah we're gonna take a quick break right now there is a word from our sponsor and uh Thank you for listening. Tweet us at the underscore podcast. We'll return in just a moment. Obsolete phrases and sports of John. Well, her name is Corrado, and that's no ish. Her firstborn son was born like a fish. It had fins and a tail like motion, because Katie spent so much time in the ocean. But don't feel bad, it's no pity. Spends her days down in Ocean City. Doobity dappity, oobity beppy. Fix her pizza down at Giuseppe's. Co host of the John and Agnew show. She mixes it up, and that's no joke. Kate Corrado is no stranger to seduction. Sexy vibes of Kingman Productions. What? Break it down now. Giggity, giggity. And we're back. Thank you for that word from our highly paying sponsors. You know, it costs a lot to uh, put the show on. John and I live very expensive lifestyles. This is Michael. So please, uh, you know, feel free to inquire about sponsorship or write us a check and we'll cover the difference. Give us so we tagged you a little bit. We gave you a little teaser out there before the break of some obsolete phrases. And I was thinking of this because John and I still use the phrase, the early bird gets the worm. Yeah. It still applies. My grandfather said, the early bird, keep the worm, because I'm sleeping in. That's how I feel. But worms are available all day. You use phrases, right? Like, um, all the old time. wives' tale. Tiger don't change his stripes. Hang up the phone. Ooh. Because that's going away. Ooh. Disconnect. Cancel. So this is a, a two-part series. Me. There's old phrases that don't make sense. <clears throat> like what? Well, when somebody says, I couldn't care less, that means you oh, care. God. Right. It means you care. It should be, I could... No, wait. No, I couldn't care less. Yeah. Because that means that you don't care. The bar is so low, there's no caring less because you absolutely have none for it. It's the least amount of caring you could do. It's the lowest totem pole of parameter heartstrings that you could preclude she uh or she uh it's when people say i could care less that means oh okay so do you care a lot because you could care less so that means you care a little right i never understood i don't give a shit because that kind of takes some effort it's some time (laughs) thank you i don't want to see that anyway that's That's actually a compliment you know you don't ever give a shit you take a shit. Yeah. And you're not really taking it because you're giving it. Right. If you're taking it, there's something wrong with it. You. you need to be locked up. Yeah, why are you taking someone's shit? Then you got a problem. Then you're like Uncle Eddie. Or like uh, the aviator. Or like White Castle <laughs> in the 90s. Knee high to a grasshopper? Knee high to a grasshopper, yes. Or... Uh, knee high by the 4th of July when referring about corn. That's a, that applies. Oh. Knee high by the 4th of July. 4th of July, the corn's just about above your, your knee break. All those, like, weather or, you know, like, it came from a farmer or, like, a sailor. All those sayings are dead true. You know, oh, yeah. Like, as consistent as gravity. It's crazy. Red sky at night. Sailor's delight. Yes. Red sky at morning. 
Sandler's wanted. Exactly. What about what's your philosophy on liquor before beer? Nothing to fear. Beer before liquor. Never been sicker. I used to. I knew it as liquor before beer, and you're in the clear. Right. Yeah. Beer before liquor. Never been sicker. I uh. Liquor before beer. You're drinking with Maddie. Beer before liquor. You're going home with a fatty. (laughs) Beer before beer. You're drinking a natty. Liquor before liquor. Because you're vomiting on yourself and you can't articulate sentences at that point. <laughs> How are we doing in here, Pierre? Pierre. It's capital. So, I put together a, a bit of a, a colloquialism of uh, obsolete phrases. I want to hear your opinions out there. Oh, John? Can't wait to hear share some too. So, these are a mixture, more of a Lynchweak precipitation collaborative of old phrases, obsolete phrases, and phrases that particularly don't make any sense. We'll start with, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. What in the name of Zeus's butthole does that mean? I've heard of this one. What does Uh, that mean? It's so weird. It's like... When back in the olden days, back when people lived in shacks that had mud floors, you would all share the same bath water. And I guess since the baby is the smallest and needs the least amount, they bathe her last. And sometimes when at the end, when the, the disgusting bath water is there and you, you'd take it and throw it outside. Sometimes oh people gosh, would throw the water baby? out and a baby would come flying out with it. What terrible parents would do that? It's like, don't, you know, don't put the... Hi, Mary. Don't put the uh, tinfoil in the microwave. That's not what it's like. Don't throw out my, my Mac Air book with the magazines. Don't throw out my six-pack because I give it to the homeless guy across the street. He gets the five... Well, there's a phrase, it's a dead ringer. Mm. I did some research on this. You know what that means? You've heard the phrase dead ringer? Sure. Well, centuries ago, during the plagues, uh, some people would get buried alive because they would be in a comatose, coma-like symptom where (laughs) they would get buried. Chromis, chromis, chromatose. Like a chromis, chromis, or damsel in distress, or damselfish, or dorsalfish, depending on what kind of fish you are, of the marine species biology. Penguins eat fish. I like penguins, and I like chromies. Is chromite. Chromiegans. Hey, are you getting, uh, what are you getting for your birthday? Which is tomorrow, by the way, which is in less than an hour in my part of the world. Hepatitis C. Hey. No. I don't know. But dead ringer. I just got to get this off my chest. When they buried people alive, in order to stop doing that, uh, they would bury people with a bell on their finger. So if they were to wake up, they could ring it. And that was where a dead ringer came from. The bigger problem is that they're burying so many people alive in this time that they needed a system to stop it. Not Let's just let them sit yeah, it out. Right. Let's just leave them on the slab. And if they rot a little bit, I think we can call it a day. Yeah, right. If they get cold, right. I we're, think it's over. I think we're safe. Dead ringers. Oh, there's a dead ringer. They're there's ringing a dead the bell. Ringer. So then we got to dig them six feet up, six feet under, dig them out, 
and get them out of the casket? Like, I, I, how is that even happening? How is that real? How do you survive that? Yeah, what does that mean? Watch oxygen is down there for like, you know, 20 minutes. Yeah, it's like a Hitchcock film. I just, what am I doing? Two idiots in like suit and like, you know, a shirt and tie and pants and nice shoes. They get two shovels and they just start digging you out. Yeah. Don't worry, Jim. We're coming down there. It sounds like the church bell when they're, you know, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. I got 20 minutes. The um, phrase, hold your horses. I think we know where that originated from. Sure. Do people still say that, though? I hear it from, I guess, older folks. Hold your horses. I said it to you on a podcast, and you say, you responded with steadying my steed. Oh, yes, that's true. An amazing, um, uh, what is it called? Synonym? Yes. Synonym alliteration. I was readying the Clydesdales from the forward advance. You were calming the Clydesdales. Ooh. A regular artistic alliteration, artsy fartsy, auntie. <laughs> Ooh, a regular Samuel Clemens, are we? Ooh, a regular <laughs> Mark Twain. Auntie. It's getting like just so girly. It's like, ooh. Dan's gonna walk in and she's gonna see me with a dress on. A little Bo Peep outfit with makeup crying. I'm going to go, Ooh, a regular girl's night out to dish, aren't we? Matt, what are you doing? It's a show. We're doing the show. This is the, this this is, is the funny part. This is what I do. Kids, meet your new babysitter. So, I just want to read, more, read a few more, more of these. Hold your horses means basically, like, don't go. Yeah. Be patient. Sit, sit still. Sit still. I love ones that are not acceptable anymore because they're kind of racist. But when you hear people use it, you're thinking, oh, I, d- do we want to say that? Like, uh, call a spade a spade. What's that? What, why is that racist? It's racist. Why? Because they call black people spades? Yes. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I guess it could be like call a <laughs> Chinaman's chance. Call a heart a heart. People will be like, you have a Chinaman's chance in hell of doing that. <laughs> oh, I don't... I do? Oh, yeah. What else is there? I mean, Irish goodbye. I'll is tell you, John. Insulting? Wait, the Irish goodbye. For you, those of you who don't know what that is, it's a very polite thing to do. It's when you just leave unannounced at a party or gathering or whatnot, and yeah. you don't say goodbye. And that's how it should yeah. be. You notice when somebody leaves, everyone uses that as the cue, the first person to leave. Oh, now we can all follow. Let's go. Irish goodbye, you're not interrupting people to announce your steadfast departure. You're just letting people carry on and enjoy the night. Notice I'm gone and go, "Mm, we had a great time together. And that's all that matters. We don't need to go through an awkward goodbye. We don't need to slow your night down or give you any ideas. We're just going to do this. Disappear like a shadow. All right, what else? Behind the eight ball. We're behind the eight ball, John, with these deadlines. What are we going to do? We're behind the eight ball. Oh. Behind the eight ball because that's like the last ball that you knock in. Right. uh, In the game of eight ball. So that kind of makes sense. Sure. Early bird catches the worm. We mentioned that. Okay. Okay. I get it. I appreciate it. We like it. 
Right. You said there's always going to be worms. There's worms at all the times. And I said, yeah, but what if I get up earlier and just get them all? Right. In that case, we would be hungry with a bellyache. And John would be farting and sitting pretty in his big fat nest down in Florida. I would hoard them. Yes, he would indeed. Uh, the older phrases, too, they're interesting. This one I like. It's like trying to change a tire on a moving car. Ooh. And that's a good one. That's like saying, like that. that's like we're doing a radio show, and I'm trying to, and we've been there, trying to like fix the audio and edit because there's a oh. guest on, but we're yeah, still trying to maintain the facade of everything's perfect here at the podcast. Yeah. We're trying to change a tire on a moving car. Exactly. That's what it is. It's like we're trying to fix it as we go, as we use it. This one I don't understand. Happy as a clam. I don't get that one either. Happy clams as don't a have clam. emotions, right? Huh? Clams don't have emotions, do they? Whether where you could they probably do, but where you're visibly happy. Yeah, right. And I mean what is so happy about being a clam? They're just I don't like know. stuck in a shell. They can't really see anything. We all just catch them and eat them. I do not know happy as a clam. Where did that come from? Help it's me. A, yeah, it sounds like an old, uh, like a sad shut-in. It's like, yeah. I'm... That's, <laughs> be, that's Gilbert. He's, he's, he's 92. He's as sad as a clam. He's as sad. Yeah, that's what I think we should be saying. He's sad as, as a clam. He's as glum as a clam. They're almost on par with us just rhyming people's last names with something that, you know, Clark the shark, passenger the passenger. Right. What does that mean? Is he really a shark? Well, I mean, he likes him, but he's not a dorsal fin He doesn't fish. have gills. So. Or a beak. Tweet us! Tweet. The underscore podcast will let us know your obsolete phrases. One of my favorites is, uh, I guess it's becoming more and more, but you don't, you never hear anyone say, you know, we need to stop and get directions, or can you give me directions? You just don't need that anymore. Right. No. I hate that when people say, how do I get there? Like, yeah. You mean to say, what's the address? <laughs> yeah, why would you do that? There's these old phrases you hear once in a while that you would never use today. Like, did you bring a condom? And you're like, <laughs> are you kidding me? What do I look like, a sailor? You know? Condoms are for sailors. <laughs> not in the 90s, Austin, they're not. But they should have done it, but port So, um, I want to I crowbar this in. We talked earlier, and I'm kind of fascinated and intrigued by this. You sent a line in a thread, and I ADD'd, and I missed it. And it had to do with friends making plans. Oh. And if this is something you don't want to get into, we don't have to, but... Uh, no, 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 it's At great. least explain it, because I'm... So, okay. My dorsal fins so, are all up and chubby. <laughs> Blue vein diamond cutter. There's a, a couple of my friends down here uh, that, you know, I, I hang out with regularly. And there's like five of them. Sure. And... Uh, and then actually another guy that I hang out with like separately. He's not like part of the group, but they've hung out together, you know, several times, but not like on a regular basis. You know, okay. like they've crossed paths before. They're all big sports fans. It's mainly all we do when we get together is drink and watch sports. Uh, they kept bringing up, let's go to Key West Ooh. for like, we'll go down Saturday morning. We'll just go nuts all day and all night, and then we'll drive back Sunday, you know, after the Eagles play the Lions. Were these drunken plans? Like, mm -mm. you know what we should do? We should start a business. No, they were... <laughs> I'm going to create an app 
It's going to revolutionize the apps. Why don't we just get in the car and we'll go up north and then we'll just pitch him your script and then we'll just start doing things. And that'll just be it. Actually, update on the game. Phillies, Mets. The game was not over. Six to four. It is now in the top of the 11th. Oh. Eight to six, Phillies. Wow. That's a nail beta. It is a nail beta. Um, You're in so, so the idea comes up soberly. And okay. we actually tried to plan it before, but like I was out of town and I hadn't seen Heather in like two weeks. So I can I like canceled last minute and I kind of felt bad. So I wasn't going to bring it back up. It got brought back up several times back and forth over text. Everybody jumped in. Everybody got the okay from their wife. And then the main guy that like took the reins on this thing and said like, Hey, let's do it. All of a sudden he's, He's private texting me going, what do you want? What do you want to do? Do you want to go here? Do you want to go there? Uh, we yeah. could get two rooms here because there's going to be six of us. And then then he goes back to the main thread talking to everyone. All right. And and you know the one friend who just needs to take over this thing. Yeah. And get it all done without asking questions. And, right. and it's and it's going to he's going to come through. Everything's going to be right. Leave it to me. It's yeah. <laughs> my buddy, Paul. Just, I was just uh, going to say Paul in a joke, and that was his name. Oh. Paul, uh, this is a very articulate plan. It involves money and commitments. Leave it to me. Okay. And guess what? Paul didn't come through. Paul is the only Jew of the group. Oh. Well, so we're like, because yeah, he goes I would trust back to the main thread. This guy, Paul, goes, yo, if we're going to get two rooms for 210 a night each, why don't we just get a huge two-bedroom like suite for like 450 like that sounds yeah. good to me for just one night. That's still like the same amount for everybody. Smart. And then my and then the guy who took the reins kind of like started stumbling. You know, like he didn't. Paul. No, he was asking too many questions. Paul was asking too many questions. No, the guy who like originally started. Oh yeah, thing. yeah, because Paul's Jewish. Like you gotta. That's who you, you want to trust with the financial planning. Right. Yeah. You want. If you, you have a guy him. named like Hector Martinez, no <laughs> offense. I, I don't know if I want him planning my estate. What? Well, this guy's this guy's name is Scott Schillinger, but if you no. looked at him, you would not think his last name was Schillinger, because he's half something like Arab. Oh, Asian, something a little September 11th. -y. Complete. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I don't know. Something weird. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm not trusting my travel plans with him. No offense. <laughs> Sorry. I, I think I'm gonna go with the Jewish guy at the airport. Yeah. But yeah, so so he's kind of stumbling, and I'm getting a little frustrated. But tomorrow, if if he doesn't make any moves, then I'm just going to do it. I'm going to pull the trigger myself, or I'm going to call Paul tomorrow. You know, call him on the phone, right. which I never do. I only text these guys. I'm going to say, Paul, I need you to just kind of like take over here and do this. Paul, give me the total. I'll collect yeah. the money, please. And then he'll be like, Nah, that's I already what got you got to do. I'm kind of waiting for him to do that. Right. You know, and always go to an in. Indian doctor too. Not like Indian, like, but you know, like <laughs> Asian, right? Yeah, of course, absolutely. We call them that. Yeah, we call them Mexican, Mexicans, Native Americans, Native Americans are mostly Mexican. Yeah, there, there's a there's a healthy. Well, no, that, there's some Aztec and Mayan ink in there because Mexicans are from the Spanish. Oh, so the Mexican Americans are the equivalent of. What Americans are to the English. Wow. There's a million jokes I want to crowbar right now, but I'm not doing a single one of them.
It's like I think I knew that, but I never heard anyone say it just like you did. Well, you can join me for so funny. Mysteries of Histories with Matt Clark every Friday night at 4, the most boring show on the air. Here's a gun. You're going to want to blow your brains out when I'm done. Do you no, want to hear the I... story of a bridge? Oh, Clark, <laughs> the show sucks. Today I, bet I, could, I, I bet I could keep you on the air for like two hours, maybe three, with Civil War questions. Oh, easily. In my head. You would just have to ask one. I would just let it naturally yeah. convey itself into a discussion of historical proportions. And it would skip. You know, I would just skip from one to the other. Yeah. 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 Start rambling. So do you know that Stonewall Jackson... Enough with the Civil War! <laughs> yeah. Conforto walked. So you're doing the... Um, oh, you walked him, yes. You're doing the Key West this weekend. Not this weekend. Uh, the weekend of the 8th. Oh. We, we got to book a place soon because, you know, we're getting closer and closer. But Someone's going to be exchanging spit on Mallory Square. What? <laughs> With one of Captain my guy Tones? friends? Louise Beckett. If you go to uh, Captain Tony's, and you go in, in there, oh, there really? is a picture of my buddy Steve Day, rest his soul, uh, hung up there next to a dollar signed by me that says, I love you, man. And Get it's, the hell out of here. It's a Clark original. If you go into Captain Tony's, there's a million things up there because you're allowed to do that there, you know? Mm-hmm. But, yeah, there's dollars. There's like three with my name on them. Yeah. If you walk in there, I put a picture. It's actually, this is not going to mean anything to the listeners, but I have a photograph here of a buddy. And uh, this same picture right here. Stephen Day. Stephen God Day. I mean, serenity to accepting. It's a picture of him on a palm tree in the Keys. But he passed away, and I, I put it up there because he loved that bar. And it's still there. Wow. And I hope it's still there. I don't think they would... Take something like that down, no, and, you no. know. There are cool bras place. hanging from the ceiling that are at least 30 years old. And they smell like it, too. Coated in dust and salt. I've only been there like once or twice. I don't really remember it that well, but I remember it being a kind of cool place. There was a big Irish guy there, and it was hot as hell, and he was just downing a warm Guinness Ugh. that was in the sun like all day. And I'm just like, wow. Sounds good. It's a rock star. Sounds good to me. But yeah, that's cool, man. So you guys are going to leave Paul in charge of the financials. Well, leave uh, I'm Schillinger in charge of nothing. <laughs> of driving us. Yeah. <laughs> Tweet us. Squeed up. Do you want to do a quick uh, sports with John update here? Uh, crazy goings on in the American League wildcard race. Standings between... The Mariners, the Astros, the Orioles, the Tigers, and the Blue Jays. Ooh. No more than two games separate them all from the final two wild card spots. It's close, man. It's like the football season. Every game's close. There's nail biters left and right. There's Except only 11 Eagles. games left, like around 11 games left for every team. So if the playoffs started today, wow, it would be the Blue Jays and the Tigers, the final two teams, along with the Red Sox, the Rangers, and the Indians. Sounds right. The fake league. And in the National League, it's even crazier with the Cardinals, the Mets, and the Giants, all with the exact same record. Uh, so that would oh, be... Oh, yeah, I saw that. I don't know what they would do there, because that's three teams. So if they ended today, there'd be three teams tied for the last two spots. What if they go by point percentages? Like, well, 
they scored 50 more points throughout the season than this team. If it came down to that, very unlikely, but if it did, would it be like the football thing where they're like, well, they're tied, but they scored more points percentage game than this team? Like, how would you do that? Because that's, that's close. So if they have the exact same record at the end of the season, right? then they would look at what their record was head-to-head, like the times they played oh. each other during the season. That makes sense. Won that. I think that would be it. I'm not makes sure. Sense. It's like when you and your friend are trying to date the same girl in high school, and you're like, well, how many times? Oh, God. Wait, no. I don't... Oh, wait, no. That's a bad out. Wait, oh, can we edit that? Are we live? Oh, no. Um, and then in the National League, it's uh, the Nationals, yeah. uh, of course, the Cubs, and of course, the Dodgers. So yeah. we are uh, barreling down on October in playoff baseball. Going for the Dodgers, man. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to support the, the local team here. Me too. Absolutely. For baseball. Not the football one. I think that fan wagon is slowly uh, diminishing. Oh, the LA, LA Rams. Oh, they're the worst fans. They only After score the first... field goals. Yeah, that's all they do. <laughs> After so two games, everyone's like, fuck the Rams. It's like, they've been here for two weeks. I've heard two d- different arguments for Carson Wentz. The Oh, I'll be curious. The chosen one in Wentzylvania, Carson City, Pennsylvania. Uh, some people say, oh, he looked great against the Browns and the Bears. And then I hear pe- people like Ron Jaworski say today, yeah, the Browns and the Bears are professional athletes. They're professional football players. He looked amazing. He said the first, his first two games have been the best I've ever seen by a starting quarterback, starting rookie quarterback. Yeah, agreed. I don't remember ever seeing a starting rookie that could throw those darts right. He made it rain out there, right where he wanted them to go. He was so tight. He was like an oiled machine. How about when he would come up to the line and see what the defense was doing and start changing the plays, start going, yo, you stand over here and you get there. Like he, yeah. he was audibling like Peyton Manning. Yeah, he was audibling like Pey- Peyton Manning, and it was almost as if he was coaching the game from the, mm-hmm. from, from the cockpit. He knew exactly what was going on, and he stayed I, – I mean, it is early, who's to say, but in my – 35 years on this planet of watching, well, not that long, I don't know, 20, 25. Uh, I've never, I don't remember ever seeing a starting quarterback rookie that was this tight in two games. Yeah, he just looked like so in control. Um, I don't know this cat out. It, it's going to be exciting. Okay. It's a real test on Sunday against the Steelers, the Steel Curtain. Heinz Field, Big Ben, Antonio Brown, and uh, the rest of those tough, tough football players. Yeah. Uh, amazingly, the third-string quarterback of the New England Patriots tonight in the Thursday night game against the Texans in which they won 27-0. Oh, my gosh. I forgot is, about that. His name, Brissett. I don't even know his first name. Tony, for some reason, I think. Oh, Jacoby. Ooh. Jacoby Brissett. Sounds Rushes. like a sandwich. Rushes rookie Jacoby Brissett rushes for touchdown, longest touchdown run by a Patriots quarterback since 1976. Well, that's a healthy third stringer. Jesus. Wow. They what can a do stat. no wrong. They can do no wrong. Oh, they could. New England Patriots. All the players got injured in, a, in an accident. Who's going to fill in for them tonight? Well, we got people from the lung transplant center next door 
slap it on Patriots jerseys. Oh, they just beat them 28 to nothing. Belichick would come up with some scheme. Yeah. It's just unbelievable that they're, they beat. They always win, man. I don't care what odds are stacked against them or who's, you know, who's playing, who's starting. They're they just they're too good. Fun fact, their special teams head coach, none other than former Romans legend Joseph Judge. Really? He's still around. He's the head head special teams coach Amazing. of the Patriots. He coached us. Greatest red. No, he we played with him. No, I coached oh, I'm thinking of his dad. No, no, no. Joe, our our age, Joe. The quarterback. Yes. Oh, he's an offensive head coach? Special teams head coach. Oh wow, that's pretty impressive. Dude, he went from coaching under Sabian to Belichick. Wow. That's the greatest resume in the world. Yeah, I think he's I think he solidified his longevity in the NFL. Yeah, right. Yeah. He'll get a job anywhere. He'll be in the NFL the rest of his life. Gosh. Well, wouldn't you? Yeah, of course. Gimme gimme. Gimme Garoppolo was injured last week and suspended Tom Brady is why wow. there was a third string quarterback. Who, of course, seems pretty awesome. It's pretty That's good. That's just what the Patriots do. Yeah, they just evolve. Nice. Must be nice to be Boston. Speaking of Boston, uh, one of their many championships delivered by Kevin Garnett. Uh, he may be retiring. He announced that today. The guy's been in the league forever since he was 19. Yeah. I think he's going to hang up the sneaks. When do you think it's time to hang up the sneaks? Like in basketball. I mean, I would say... because. Football and basketball, I think, are the two toughest to hang in there for. Baseball, you can kind of hang out, yeah. hang out for a while. Yeah, it's not like Jamie Moyer. Yeah, you know he was. I don't know how old, but Charlie Huff. Yeah, but football, you're taking a beating. You you got thirty five. You're an old. You're an old guy if you're over oh, line. Yeah. But basketball, I mean, you can be a forty year old dude and still in shape. But then when you you're playing with these young guys that are twenty. Oh. It's, it's interesting. How old is he? Garnett? Yes. I don't even think he's that old. Um, Let's see here. Because he started, he came straight out of high school, straight into the pro. I know, you know. I know. Yeah, I yeah. Take it down. No. Yes, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh 76. That was 40. Okay. Yeah. Okay. He hung in there. Yeah. Got a championship. For Boston, speaking of Boston, Red Sox. I yeah. think I think we're gonna get Red Sox Cubs World Series. It could be the most you, watched World Series of all time. Easily. Could you imagine if those two went? The Cubs alone every could game. play, you know. Oh, Bill Belichick's lung transplant patients and you'd watch them because of the history. But those two, the history behind those two teams, those two cities. Wrigley, Fenway. I would shave my toes. I would love it. Me too. I'll do it. I'll do it for them. Yeah. That would be College great. That would be a good Clemson. game right there. I think Clemson Detroit, too, would be fun. Who? Detroit. Ooh, Tigers. Yeah, yeah, but I always root for Detroit. I'm not a fan, but just that okay. city and what they've been through. I'm always, I like the city. I've been in the city a bunch. I, I root for Detroit. I've never been there. It's cool, man. It's sad. The, out, the outskirts are just miles of abandoned homes oh, no. that were once beautiful because of the collapsed auto industry, but it's a cool mm-hmm. city. It's cool. In uh, it's cool. college football. Yes. Clemson, number five, Clemson destroys Georgia Tech 26 to tigers. seven. And what was the score? 26 to seven. All right. 
there. And uh, anything else? How about some tennis news? No tennis news. I don't even think they. Uh, I don't think there. Are, I don't think they, anything's going on right now. What if sports with John got so finite that it was like in Western Mississippi golf news today? And you're like, SPN the Ocho reports that <laughs> dodgeball tournament is canceled. <laughs> no one showing up or buying tickets. Florence, South Carolina reports that St. Teresa Goretti's bingo club volleyball game is on despite inclement weather because it's indoors. And the final from Flushing, New York. Oh, no. Phillies 8. New York Mets, nine. Ah! For the love of Iceland, that's a that's a tough one. Damn. What was the what was the top inning? Was it bottom of the twelve? All right, I guess it'll be top of the twelve. Eleventh. Yeah. Rough boner boner. Um, yeah. And another heated series. Well, not heated, but heated series just Sexual. ended between the Giants and the Dodgers. Did you see Puig and Bumgarner yelling at each other? Yeah, I watched. The, I didn't see it live. I watched that clip though. Don't look at me. Don't, Don't look at me, like you Cuban defector. I know. Attention. Apparently, the Dodgers sent Bumgarner a T-shirt that says, Don't look at me. And it's like all a big joke. And he posted a picture of himself on the internet. So it's all good. It's all for shits and gigs. I hope they meet the playoffs and he pegs them in the first pitch. It'd be so funny. Oh, yeah. Just set the icing on the cake for the whole, Yeah. you know, warm it up. You know, the flow. And that... Is sports with John. John, 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 John. It is, it is sports with John. Sports with John, and don't forget to tweet us at the underscore podcast. Well, thank you so much for listening. We will try and return for a new show with Michael Scotty, who Michael Scotty, who was in Germany, the fatherland, this week. Uh, please don't forget to tweet Shade of the Cat at House of Hail on Twitter, and download all the shows for free on iTunes and on Podbean at thepodcastle.podbean.com and buy a slice of shirt. From all of us here, I am Matthew Clark with the Ministry of Interior for Public's new informational soundbite age, Jonathan Astor, saying good night, everybody. My husband is many things, but he is not a liar. And thanks for listening. You're going to lecture us about lying, Betty, from the look on his face. Even your old man here didn't know you speak English. Tell us if you're on, I can spin a yarn that was told to me by able seaman Joe. Once he had the blues, so he took a cruise, far away from nightclubs and from saxophones. He said, yo, I made a certain port And when you talk about real he-man sport Hot ginger and dynamite There's nothing but that at night I can take a second with a fill to shoot it back Hit it and make it wacky-woo The way they can entertain Or even hurry a hurricane I can take a second with a fill to shoot it back Hit it and make it wacky-woo In Fujiyama, you get a mama Troubles increase in some pagoda. She orders soda. The old shakes, milkshakes, ten cents a piece. They 
kissy and hugging nice. My jingo is worth the price. I can make a second with the fellas to the back. Yeah, the women wicky wacky woo. With an ice cream cone and a bottle of tea, you can rest all day by the hickory tree. The night comes round, oh gosh, oh gee. Mother, 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 pin a rose on me. Where the fellas turn it back And the women 